each checkbox. 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 34. Oh, no, not after next week. Birthday girl, 35. 35 to 44. Honey, welcome to my box. Welcome to our box. Welcome. <laughs> we are so happy to have our dear friend Kathleen Wrigley here with us today. Kathleen, I think I've been friends with you for about 10 years. I'm so grateful for that, having moved to Bismarck and gotten, getting to Same. know you. I think Amy's Ten. known you a little I longer. Know. That's yeah. We're two hands. We're two <laughs> hands. Two high fives. Two high fives. So our podcast uh, series right now is about transitions, and I think – you have been through many transitions in your life, career-wise, health-wise, personally, whatever it might be. And so my mind just went, honestly, directly to you when we started talking about this idea of transitions. I was like, you've handled so many with, I think, grace and forward thought and, and nuance and interest. And so I really, I, I'm I so glad I have you snubbed. <laughs> No, really, truly. And so um, I wanted to, or we wanted to pick your brain today a little bit about your career evolution. Um, And you can obviously uh, give us your background. Um, I don't want to speak for you in that way, but you have had these differing phases of your career. And I think that's so important for women to recognize because Mm -hmm. I think many of us feel like we have to have it all and we have to have it all at the same time. And when you try to do that, you lose your mind. And I think you've done a nice job at having, I don't know if all is the right word, but having many. Yeah. But you've phased it, I think, at different times. Seasons. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've handled seasons very, very well. Well... Thank you for having me. <laughs> I was super touched and flattered when you asked. I'm like, really me? Okay. I think because of my age. No. 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 I was 52 yesterday. Was like, You're so not 109. With, what are you no, talking about? No, but with age comes, and I do have a ton of life experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... You do. Um, it's been public, my life, many of my mm-hmm. life experiences, and lots of private uh, life experiences. But, you know, I went to... Um, so I grew up in Philadelphia. I grew up in a... And I'm going to just breeze by it. <laughs> a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. just to give your listeners some background. So I, I grew up, I grew up in a divorced home. Um, and with that comes a lot of challenges, you know? Um, and so, and it kind of did help shape me being a mom. Mm-hmm. It sure. made me a better mom. Sure. It makes me the mom and, and the woman that I am today. And so, um, I will first start by saying that none of my life transitions as, as they, they may look on the outside, like very graceful mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, maybe sometimes even seamless, but they're gritty and messy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and my faith, and I, I will get choked up talking about my faith <laughs> because it's my foundation. Mm-hmm. It's my strength. Yeah, It pushes me forward. I pour into that. Um, but I get back and right. it's helped me through all these transitions, private, personal, uh, public. And so as a child, I grew up in a divorce uh, family. And so there was a lot of tug and war. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mothers just automatically got custody in the seventies w- without mm. question. And my parents were really young. And, um, so fathers didn't really have rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, truly had no rights. And so we were like kind of pawns and my biological mother was not very, um, emotionally 
uh, she had a lot. She had a lot from her own leftover stuff, baggage from her own childhood. And she self-medicated. So she turned, she ha- ha- was addicted, mm-hmm. had um, addictions. And, and so she was not capable mm-hmm. of taking care of us the way a mom should be. So from that, I look back at my childhood and think, oh, it's so sad. Like we were the dirty kids. We were the, oh. the kids who wore the long things to cover bruises. We were those kids without a father, you know, um, or in the house. Mm-hmm. And, and so there was a lot of shame back then in that. Sure. And so, but when I look back at those things, I think that has completely shaped the mom and the woman that I am and mm-hmm. my life. So, okay, so that's my childhood. So then fast forward 14 and 15 years old, my mother just couldn't take it anymore. So she mm. kicked my brother and I out. We left with a trash bag full of whatever we could fit in it mm-hmm. and my and started a new life with my dad and my stepmom and I say my stepmom and I'll never say that again in this conversation because she for all intents and purposes was my mom is mm-hmm. my mom she's not she did not give birth to me but she has been a mom to me in every sense of the word and she taught me how to be a mom mm. so we were 14 and 15 years old we went through you know high school lots of like starting a whole new life and um everything new new house, mm. new neighborhood, new friends, new school, new mm-hmm. life. Right. And so you just kind of climb back up, you know? So I've learned how to climb back up mm. at a very young age. And so then, um, or get back up, I should say. So then um, my my brother becomes a police officer, follows in my dad and my uncle's footsteps. So, so, <laughs> so my, so he, um, he winds up, um, he's, Killed in the line of duty. Yeah. Okay. So that's the public. Everybody knows about that. So so um, we go through that public journey of losing Danny. And to be honest with you, it's like I lost both my arms because Ugh. he's the only person in right. my life who who knows what we've been through yeah. together. I'm right. having a little high flash. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is great. just my age. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> and so so then so that's Danny. So we go through a 25 year journey through the criminal justice system so that what do we do what do we do mm-hmm. uh, my 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 dad started a scholarship fund for my brother in his name to honor him mm-hmm. so we've in this in this these last 31 years gosh we mm-hmm. have sent um thousands of kids to christian catholic school um who would never be able to afford it otherwise sure. yep. so just this year alone we've given 88 or 87 thousand wow. dollars to needy students in Philadelphia and one at Shiloh Christian. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so again, a transition. My, I watched from looking at the people around me who were very, um, driven by their faith. My Mm -hmm. parents driven by their faith and driven by, we're not, we can't stay in this muck. Yes. Danny died. Yes. It's tragic. Yes. It changes the trajectory of our lives forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. But what do we do with it? Yes. So I go on. Go and I become a victim advocate in mm-hmm. the Philadelphia DA's office. I went to get my master's degree. I graduated from Penn State, went to Temple University, got my master's degree, became an advocate um, in the homicide unit in the DA's office in Philadelphia, where I met Drew mm-hmm. Wrigley, my husband. So met him. We um, I knew that he had po- political aspirations back home in North Dakota. I'm like, where the hell's North Dakota? From? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, like yeah. yeah. What? So, <laughs> there is who lives there. So we, got, you know, I get four months after we marry. I we 
make our way to back to North Dakota. Um, I was at Med Center One, which is now Sanford. Mm-hmm. I started there as um, a forensic interviewer. Like okay. I had no idea what I was walking into, right? But I'm cool. a, an advocate. So this is for the Child Advocacy Center. They're hiring a forensic interviewer. What's that? Someone who interviews children who are abused mm-hmm. or suspected of abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how to do this. So they send me for all these weeks in Utah of training, and and I'm the only, at the time, the only forensic interviewer in the state. Wow. Wow. So now I'm working with the feds, the FBI, you know, on all these um, child Mm -hmm. abuse cases. And the director leaves. They promote me to the director. I So anyway, that's where I, and I was also an individual and family therapist, but I was a young 26, seven year old mm-hmm. kid who, not kid, but you know, yeah. um, with at the time no kids. So who am I to do this? Well, I am, all I can say is that I, I want to, I want to give voice to the people who don't have a voice. I want to help the people who are down in the muck, mm-hmm. in the trenches, like we were yeah. in different realities of my life at that point. So Drew and I, then we have a child, we have Quinny. He becomes U.S. attorney. We moved to Fargo. I realized quickly, if he's on this trajectory with his political career, it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. So I have a choice. Yeah. Another blessing. A lot of women don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I have a choice. Do I stay home? My, you know, we, my job ended because we moved. Do I stay home or do I go back to work and put my kids in daycare. It's a, it was a gut-wrenching decision. Mm-hmm. It sure. was not an easy transition because I was like, I went to college, I went to graduate school, like for what, to be a stay-at-home mom? This is what I was thinking. Sure. Mm-hmm. I kind of was really grappling with this. But I also realized that this is an enormous opportunity. I get to be the mom that I've always dreamed of being. Yeah. This sure. is my dream above everything else, mm-hmm. you know? I can work and I can have a profession and I can rebuild that because I know how to rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. This is, the time is now. Like, so I decided with the support of Drew, mm-hmm. I decided to stay home and take care of the kids. And I was home for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And I decided, and I have had lots of friends, lots of, you know, I have a lot of really um, very professional, very successful friends who have said to me through the years when I was home, think about this. There's an opening here. Don't you want to get back to work? And I'm like, and it was a, it's a thankless job being home. Like I didn't have like yearly reviews and pay raises (laughs) and all that like good stuff or bonuses or like quick trips away. I don't know what you're talking about. Kids always say thank you. And you're so (laughs) great mom. And yes, I will clean my room now. (laughs) What a brilliant idea mom to eat broccoli at lunch. Exactly. (laughs) Mine just says, Oh, change my diaper peasant. (laughs) (laughs) And feed me now. mama. Yes. While I poop on you. How busy you are. And so, you know, so then I, transitioned to the being and that was really difficult on our marriage like and not really difficult but it was really hard because I was like resentful that yeah. Drew got to go out and get all this like yay praise yeah, and mm-hmm. even public praise you know and then here I am I'm like I just got knee deep and, and, and yeah. you know for the 15th time and I've been <laughs> up all night and you know and right anyway so so we had we have three children Quinn now is 21 Patrick is a uh, she's a going into senior here in Concordia. Wow. Patrick is uh, uh, going into sophomore year at NDSU. And Harper, our baby, is um, a freshman now at mm-hmm. Shiloh. Okay, so that's the transition I made in uh, that staying at, at home. And, and I could 
bore you for days <laughs> about how that transition was difficult and beautiful at the same time. Mm. Because this is what I know about life. And we just talked about this before we started this conversation. Mm-hmm. Life can be hard and messy and beautiful and 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 hopeful and mm. joyful all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and it, we are, as human beings and as children of God, we are tasked, and it is a task sometimes, mm-hmm. to find the beauty in the mess. Mm-hmm. It is to find the beauty and the blessings mm-hmm. in, in, in the tragic moments of our lives. Mm-hmm. But they're there. They're there. Like right. even through my brother, they're there. People poured into us mm-hmm. for years. And then I went through a health journey where I had three brain surgeries and as a stay-at-home mom. And, and, um, and I had to get back up from that, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that was there were a lot of messy moments. And eight months of losing my license because I couldn't drive, because I couldn't right. see right. And, right. and with three little kids. And, and that you get back up from. So I know you're going to ask me about how transitioning from being a stay-at-home yeah. mom. I no, I, I'm yeah. so sorry. No, I'm not giving go, you go. any chance. No, no, this is so great. People are listening Ask for me any you, not for us. No, well, so so the transition. There is another life transition. So very privately, which became very public, um, a real probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. A really difficult time in my life, and um, where I was literally brought to my knees. And still can be. Hmm. And so it became very public. And I became, I had to, at that moment, I had to really search for God and say, what's your will? I want to do your will. I've got three sets of eyes staring back at me. Like you gave me this gift of being Mm -hmm. a mom. You didn't say it was going to be easy. You didn't say it wasn't going to be gut-wrenching at times. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And um, magically, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or through divine intervention, I, I would like to prefer to say, mm-hmm. a position opened up at Shiloh Christian where all three of my kids were at school, elementary. So they were in school at this mm-hmm. time, yeah. right? Yep. So when, this, when this change in my life happened, um, this moment in my life that was so gutting and and the and probably the deepest hurt that I've ever had mm-hmm. which says a lot um but but heart, we had elementary middle school high school okay Th- three mm. three different and and Shiloh's K through 12 so it's perfect because mm-hmm. they're all housed in the same little spot yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. and tidy right <laughs> well this position as school counselor opens up and they came to me right away the administrators wow. and and they had offered me this position before okay. but i at, at the time they offered it i declined it because i thought oh my gosh we're going to be in the middle of a political mm-hmm. campaign and i'm going to need to step it up yeah. and yeah. i'll be torn yeah. so i declined that professional opportunity mm-hmm. at the time well someone took it as a part-time thing but not forever like as an interim and then this event happened in my life and i thought Now's the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. This is divine intervention. Mm-hmm. I can go from being a, I, this is a huge blessing. I can go from being a stay at home mom for 15 years, which I don't regret one single moment or day of. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss out on anything because mm-hmm. now here's this opportunity. Right. And I want women to understand that we think everybody, you know, I think in the 90s, there was pressure on women like, you can have it all. You can't. You can't have it all. I've, I've come to realize. You can't have it all and do everything 
perfectly. Right. And you can't even do one thing perfectly because we got to take that pressure. Can mm. I, I don't want to curse. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but you do all the time. <laughs> okay, because it makes me so mad <laughs> when do. people put pressure on other people. Like, life is messy. Yeah. It's yeah. complex. It's complicated. It's not linear. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have got to stop putting enormous pressure and judgment on one another, especially women. Yeah. Because we are so judgmental and we don't know, like we have got to stand arm in arm together. Um, and, and, and accept that there's so many, there's so many ways to do things. Yeah. And I was just, I tagged along with my husband to a conference this past week and, and one of the sessions they had, I went to, and it was a women in leadership conference in one was the head of Blue Cross Blue Shield Idaho, and the other was for a a different um, uh, health insurance company, and I'm forgetting the name of it. So they were they were talking about things, but the Blue Cross Blue Shield gal was saying how um, I, I don't know what her age is, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna guess in her sixties. Okay. Um, and she was saying how uh, she took a year off to take care of a grandbaby that was born at like four pounds or something Aww. like that. And she said, I don't think it impacted me at all. And now, granted, everyone's life situation yeah. is very different. But I just, I appreciated hearing that because I feel like you do toy with this concept of if I don't grab it now, yes. it's yeah. never going to be available right. again. And right. it's like, well, she, and not only that, like, it was her grandchild. Yes. So she bounced back at a later point in yes. life where you feel like, yes, it, there's this duality, yeah, right? If I get out of the now. game while I'm young, everyone will have surpassed me. And then when mm-hmm. I re-enter, I'm re-entering at the bottom and everyone will be 20 and I'm 40 or whatever. Yeah. But then I think you also think as you age, if I get out now, I'll be too old to like go back. Like the Hollywood back. actress. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I just, I, I don't know what her circumstances hmm. were beyond that because she didn't d- dive into it. But... I just, I appreciated hearing that perspective and I think it needs to be shared a lot more. Absolutely. But kudos to the people around her too for supporting her decision, for whoever hired her next for not looking at that as a death knell or, you know, whatever. It's life. It's not, you know. In the uh, 90s? That's what, I mean, I'm, I'm going, because I'm older than you guys. Well, I think in the 80s, absolutely. In the 80s too. Yes. But I think, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there was such a professional, like, like women, um, a, a women's movement of, you know, we, mm-hmm. we deserve to be heard. And we, and there is no doubt that women lead differently because mm-hmm. God made men and women different <laughs> on purpose. So right. we all have something to, to bring to the table. But there was an enormous pressure on women. I know just from my friends who were professional who would say to me um, at gatherings, like, hey, there's a job opening here. Do you want to? And I had three babies. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I was like... <laughs> There's no, and I said, that's great, but I have a job. Yeah. Yeah. And you almost have to be willing to step up and say that and be bold enough. But, um, so there was just from other women, not Mm -hmm. take away like the corporate and the, you know, pressure for women from other women. And that's where we need to just like knock it off Yeah, because we all get to choose our own paths. And here's what I'll say is whether kudos to this woman for for standing up at this conference and saying, mm-hmm. this is the route that I took. I think we forget there are so many different ways. We we get to choose what at the moment in our lives that have nothing to do with anyone else. It's our family. Mm-hmm. It's our life. Mm-hmm. They're our lives and it, it's our path. And we get to choose that. And then there are lots of different, there's so many options that you can do and take that, mm-hmm. you know, um, so 
I think people get boxed into the idea of being a stay-at-home mom and nothing else. I did so many mm-hmm. s- such important work as a stay-at-home mom outside of my home. Sure. I was a community volunteer. Mm-hmm. I taught Sunday school and wow classes at church. And, and and I was like on the funeral committee, you know, for bringing mm-hmm. bars and, and yeah. stuff yeah. to the church. Those are important things. They, yeah. are. they are. There's so many ways that you, you are can... an author. You write. You uh, yeah. wrote right. oh, yeah. pretty right. important. Yeah, you I'm are like, a that. published <laughs> author, ma'am. So, I mean, I, yeah, I write for a magazine. That's been 12 years since I've been writing for On the Minds of Moms, and now, which is owned by Forum mm-hmm. Communications, which there's a funny story about that. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, and so I, you know, there's so many ways that you can, you can, you can serve and outside of the box that you're in, mm-hmm. like whether you're a lawyer right. or, you know, whatever you're doing corporate wise. So I um, chose to accept this position at Shiloh Christian, another transition. Um, <clears throat> it was a perfect, I mean, what a blessing yeah. because it was a perfect thing for me. I'm a, I'm an advocate to right. my, my core. That's what I feel like. God has mm-hmm. charged me to do and mm-hmm. given me this, like, this is what you are in this yep. life. Like, and so, um, so here I am a ch- as an elementary school counselor, but I'm transitioning from being a stay at home mom to now I'm like a school mom. <laughs> that's you what the kids call me. Yeah. That's what they call me. Like I had gotten texts yesterday from high school students, mm-hmm. some who've graduated, some who are still at Shiloh, um, parents. Thanks for being my school mom. Oh, yeah. Literally, I could show yeah. you right now. And so I'm like, that's what, so I go from being a stay-at-home mom for 15 years to being um, a school counselor slash mom for mm-hmm. all these kids. And my kids are in the same school. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh my yeah. gosh, like <laughs> what a, what a, like an enormous blessing. Like yeah. God has written it so beautifully for me. And I saw it and went, you know, because yep. God get, provides right. us so many opportunities, but we have to be open. Our yeah. hearts yes. have to be open, and we have to take leaps. This was a huge leap of faith. I, at the time, was feeling so vulnerable, so broken, so scared, so not confident, like broken. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, oh, you have to go to back to graduate school for a <laughs> second degree well, to get to do this job. I'm like, like what the like, f? <laughs> Beyond the, um, like, yeah. yes, the emotional stuff weighs in enormously, but even beyond that, the practicality, the logistical yes. side of accomplishing it, right? Like, you can be <laughs> all positive and all confidence and still not be able to manage the logistics yeah. of it. It was, so it was a nightmare. I, I just can't even, I don't even know <laughs> no, when I, you peed. Like, it's yeah, just, like, I don't either. What did you I do? I probably had my laptop like, the go and girl? I was in the middle of doing research paper. Yeah. Like, maybe. Have you seen that? Hooked up a diaper. Yeah, I, I know. know. I remember getting up at like 3 a.m. because I just couldn't, you know, you, yeah. you know your, your oh. thoughts are just racing and I'm like, to-do list. It's yes. like growing. And I remember just getting up and finishing papers in the middle of the night, mm. you know. And, and so, you know, you just, you do. And so when you're in the trenches, when you're so broken, when you're so hopeless, and I want your listeners to know this, the best thing you can do is act, is do, and mm. is to, and in accordance to that, and, what, and that looks different for everybody. Yeah. That's my best advice for people who are in the trenches, who are so, um, life is so messy and you're so sad and you don't know what to do. Get up and make a plan mm. and just make a plan to do little tiny baby steps. And I, I know this sounds so, I mean, people say this all the time, but it is literally how I healed and how I moved forward. Mm-hmm. Not giant steps. I didn't look at the two years 
mm-hmm. at the end of the two years for getting that master's degree. I didn't look at Friday when it was Wednesday. I looked at today. What can I do? You know, um, Al-Anon and AA say um, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. One freaking hour at a time sure. is how yeah. I did that. I mean, really. And my, my dad quit smoking. Like, not to diverge at, entirely, but he, it's the only he quit smoking cold turkey, but it wasn't like, I'm never going to smoke again. No, I'm not He would just say, I'm not going to smoke for five today. more minutes. No, not even <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's going to be like, I'm just not going to smoke for five more minutes. And then I'll decide again what I wanted. You know, and like yeah. eventually it grows to maybe an hour. And, the, yeah. and that's like, yeah, you yeah. do. You have to you just, have to whatever it is, you have to just... Baby steps it. It's okay yeah. not to make yes. a giant leap. It, you have to just baby step it, and you have to sit and make a plan. And the three things that through lots of my transitions when I was in the pity party, if I mm-hmm. were in a pity sure. party state and in the muck of things, I would um, I, I made a promise to myself that I would do, that I would do something that would um, change my mindset. Mm-hmm. Because as a counselor, you know, our minds have enormous I mean they're everything they have mm-hmm. enormous power over over our everything right right mm-hmm. and so what you tell yourself I say this all the time um we adhere to at Shiloh conscious discipline um um for classroom management for mm-hmm. just, um difficult situations and and it's basically the foundation of it is what you what you see, what you notice, what how what you tell yourself is what you're going to believe and mm-hmm. how you're going to act and how you're right. going to. Yeah. And so I would, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. like use that yep. CBT. I, I would tell myself, like, you can do this. You can, you have to feed yourself positive. So I would write down right. 10 blessings. Yeah, the mm-hmm. gratitude. Yep. Make a list. 10. 10 is doable, right? And, um, and I prayed and prayed and prayed mm-hmm. and prayed when I wasn't, you know, at my wits end, but you have to, I mean, I just, um, I, my faith is such a huge part of anything that I've been through. And, um, and it's gotten me to the other side. It's been such a bridge for me from A to B and hope. Um, but then I, I would write just, I would write letters and put them in the mail, not letters, just notes Mm -hmm. to people, just like people who would never expect it, you know, mm-hmm. um, just because it blesses their day. Yeah. And when you bless someone else, it t- kind of takes you away from your, out of yourself. But, you know, I was going into a profession that I was a helper and that takes a lot. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot, especially when you're having, you know, emotional time yourself, but it takes you out of yourself. Sure. Away from your, yourself and your sorry and your, um, your own mess. And so that's a blessing too. And so that transition was, very difficult, but I also had to remind myself, as I do all the time through anything since ha- being a mom, is I have three sets of eyes watching me. Mm-hmm. They see me pray, they see me cry, mm-hmm. they see me, um, you know, get frustrated and angry, but they won't see me be better, bitter, because I and I talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. I talk to them mm-hmm. openly, like this thing, really. It makes me so mad. It makes me disappointed. It makes me angry. I got, I got to move. I got to push mm-hmm. through it. I have got to pray through it. I've got to see the other side of it. You know, it's not just about me or whatever. I, but my, my kids have watched me and I don't know that they've even ever put things together. They may eventually um, though. Yeah. They, I hope that they do eventually look at my life and say like, man, my mom knows how <sighs> to get back up and how has she done it? Her attitude, but her faith. And she's looking outside the box. 
of you know, whatever box she's in. I really appreciate you saying that because I feel like so often these days when you think about or when you look into mental health, physical mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. professional, you know, growth, whatever it is, um, everyone, so many people are spouting that it's within you. It's within you. Make yourself happy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to some degree they're right. Put on your own oxygen mask yeah, first. Like there, there yeah. are values to that. Um, but so much of it is, um, looking within, mm-hmm. not yeah. writing that off a hundred percent. However, I do very much believe in what you're saying where do something for someone I else. Agree. Look outside of yourself because it's so easy to get bogged down in your own head mm-hmm. and and either think your problems are worse than they are, not totally understand what the landscape is. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start either saying stuff out loud mm-hmm. or helping other people and interacting mm-hmm. with them and what is your life like? What are your experiences? Right. What can I learn from you or how can I help you? What, what, do, what have I been given that's a gift that I'm not realizing that I can give to right. somebody else? That's so great. And I know for me, it was a huge transition. When I had kids, I remember saying to my mom, it's so great to think about somebody other than myself. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'd been married for a year and a half or whatever it was. So like, I wasn't totally alone right, up right. to that point. But like, even when I think you're married without kids, there, there's enough space for you to focus sure. a lot on mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Um, and so having kids, it was like, wow, it was almost a relief. Yeah. Same. Like, I, yeah. stop yeah. thinking you're so damn important. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, there are other people in this world that deserve things. Yeah. All of your time does not have to be focused on you. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say that because I got married late in life, right? Later than a lot yeah. of people. But, and I used to say, like, I'm so sick of me. Can I just find somebody and be, like, for them and yeah. be about their career? Or maybe we'll build something together. Yeah. Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, I'm just tired of this. And, yeah. like, oh, gosh, all the time, yeah. you know. And sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, well, how come you get to do that? Well, of course. <laughs> no, there are those moments because we, a, we still want the accolades, flow, right? We yeah. still have those moments, like you talked about early on with Drew's career and you're at yeah. home. It's like, well, what about me? But I think overall it's just that reminder, like, I w- ready? I Ask for this. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. God just gave it to oh, me. Oh, it's right? awesome, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is so humbling and it is so like so yes, humbling. you did. You know so what I mean? Humbling. Yeah. So I get I get that where you're but here's what I know as a mature adult <laughs> woman, <laughs> mom, advocate. Here's what I also know. Our world right now, between social media, technology, like, um, is so broken and we are so enmeshed in ourselves mm-hmm. yeah, and we are we are building a generation i feel like we've taken a giant step backwards mm. in in that regard the of because me. the culture of me and the culture of like there's no patience like we expect everything yesterday mm-hmm. you know right and, and so we have sorry we have these kids who are because of covid and because of um, the quarantine and people working from home and having to educate at home. We have a generation and it's going to get worse. My kids generation, their social media, they, I have to pull them out of themselves mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, yeah. and say, um, knock it off, <laughs> yeah. like knock it off and be careful what you post. Right. And if you get backlash from that, this is a natural consequence. So we're building, uh, we have a generation of, me, 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 super selfish, like narcissistic people. Mm-hmm. Like we are building narcissists. We mm-hmm. are because of social media. And there's a great benefit to technology and social media as we all can attest to. But there's a significant, significant damage yeah. that we're doing too. And we, our world has to find a balance and we're way away from finding a balance for that. I also feel like people can't be bored. 
No, right? there's literally no like, ability to no just ability sit with your... to just sit at peace. And, and I find myself doing it too. So I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not pointing the finger at anybody else. I, I, I am addicted you know, to my I, phone. Yeah, I, I mean, I, go, we all are. I got to go for a pedicure on on whatever day it was, Saturday, by myself, right? And um, that is and like my husband had the, the baby, lottery. and it was like Mata. And, you know, first you're like, I just want to get back. But, um, I know. but it was so great. Well, I, I couldn't find my phone and I'm going, Oh, I, did I even bring it? Did I leave it at home? And I'm like, Oh, it's not my purse. And I sat there, right. K pops like blaring on the one screen yeah. and then, you know, the other screens out or whatever. And there's a couple people to watch. I just sat in the chair and closed my eyes and let it massage me and let myself Isn't just wander awesome? and, you yeah. know, and talked to the gal doing my toes and complimented her and thought about things that she, you know, we, we talked about Vietnam and like, it was one of those things where I'm like, wow. And life didn't end I because I couldn't be. scroll life on Nordstrom or it was amazing. Yeah. Like it was just, I didn't need my phone. No one died. No one needed I to know. reach me. I didn't need to get an email or look at Facebook or be on, you know, I mean, it was just, why don't we do that more often? We, right? we, we, we are can't so be sucked in. But at the same time, I forgot my phone yeah. somewhere and I can't remember where I what, where I went, but it was like an hour drive and I'm like, I wasn't going to turn back around and get it. I literally felt anxious. Anxious, yeah. yeah. I felt anxious. That's what I had to like to talk us. my way through it. I'm like, okay, <sighs> give me a break. Yeah. This is that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I am like I have an addiction problem. You know, right? so we funny. all do. You know, so we all do. I know I would feel the exact same way if I were you. Like I, I absolutely know that. But I, I will say when I was in college and I would leave campus and drive the five hours back home. Yes. I never felt happier. I know. Because I was oh, like, so no much. one can talk to me. Like, I don't, because, like, <laughs> I don't, I was very involved in college. Yeah. I was, like, overcommitted, you know. Uh, yeah. And so people were always needing things Constant. from you or you were on a deadline for yes. something. And, you know, and it just felt so good to have, like, no one can call me. I can't call them. Yeah. There's no email. There's but no we don't nothing. have that now. And we don't have that this now. This generation has no idea It's what even that not on like. airplanes anymore. I you know. know? Like, no. So I just flew this weekend. And, no. and um, mm-hmm. there, I did not use Wi-Fi yeah. on the airplane. But they're like peppering you with like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. Oh. I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I, I read a book. Yeah. And I listened to a podcast. But like, and I know that's not just sitting and staring at the wall, but. Well, um, it's yeah. also like but four hours, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but, but imagine we've had these experiences of driving home mm-hmm. from college and just feeling free and at yeah. peace. There's no peace for this generation. No, None. It's There's, there sad. is so much anxiety. Mm. There's so much depression. There's so much addiction. Yeah. I mean, this a, a whole other podcast is what these generation, this generation, my kids' generation, and even younger is way worse. Like I'm fearful for them. Do you think, so like going through the things that you went through in your life, if mm-hmm. you had had access to social media, whether to, Ooh. you know, profess your own oh, yeah. situation or to, or to watch others, how do you think that would have changed you? Because I, like I've had so little conflict in my life as compared to you. And, and so that's a blessing to me. And, but wow to you. Hmm. Um, I think college, I would have been a disaster. Like, I think if I would have had to date on Tinder or if I would have had oh. access to Instagram or whatever, yeah. like, I, I know I would have... The constant comparison. Yes. And, and, and just saying things that are like, you're, so, you're, you're dumb when you're little and you'd say, put things on the oh, internet yeah. that yeah, are yeah, not yeah. even reflective oh, yeah. of you. No. 
but you're stupid. Gosh. And so, like, I don't, I'm very thankful that, like, so we didn't even have cell phone cameras, right? No. So, no, we had cell phones, phones for 911. That was like yeah. why I had a flip phone, you know, yeah. in college. The so, I just mean, like, I, on I, the ki- the how would that people, have I, shaped you differently, you know? Well, I, mean, I know you can't. Fortunately, sure, I don't but, know because I can't go back and see, but I, but, and I'm really pretty careful about what I put on social media mm-hmm. now because of, you know, sure. But, but, I, but I was, but I, was a full-grown adult yes. When, yes. when this stuff. But um, to be honest with you, that's a really, really good, hard question. Because, I don't know, because would if if given... And I want your listeners to know that I... I want your... That's a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I want your listeners to know that I, I say all this stuff about my transitions and all this these hard things. Each one of these things, yes, they're gutting and they're hard and they're tragic and all those things, you know, but my gosh, they've been enormous blessings too. And so mm-hmm. I'm not a victim. I don't want your listeners to ever think like, oh, poor her. No, mm-hmm. not poor me. I have been enormously blessed in my life because of some of the things that I've been through. So mm-hmm. it kind of goes hand in hand sure. sometimes. And so, um, so I do know this. I know, I, and I am not bragging at all, but I want to give your listeners hope mm. that um, and I'm going to get back to your question, mm-hmm. but I just want to say this because I don't want anyone to ever think like, oh, she's like tooting her own horn. I've learned through life that I have to advocate for myself too. Mm-hmm. I got to stand up for myself, for what's right and for what I know mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. and just and real and okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I've kind of learned to set good boundaries in my life, the hard way, I've learned to stick up for myself. And I, so I say all this stuff to, I tell the story of my life, um, not to say like, oh, go me. I say it because I learned the hard way. And, um, you know, my childhood, losing my brother, uh, going through the criminal justice system for 25 years, back and forth and in and out of prison, the forgiveness, Mm -hmm. the forgiveness that I forgave my brother's murderer. Mm-hmm. Wrote him a letter and forgave him. The, the, um, and the, the scholarship fund, how we pour into that. Um, my health crisis and having my, and then my mm-hmm. kids and my career and um, lots of private things. Um, those things like taught me, those hardships taught me how to get back up, mm-hmm. what's important. Mm-hmm. And so without those hardships, I don't, I, I hate to call them blessings because that sounds so, but I've turned them into mm-hmm. blessings. And so, um, so for this generation, I, I get, I want, I want to shout off the rooftops. Like you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. I just told that to Reagan this yes. morning. She was practicing her bike because we got her, Santa got her a bike for Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, it's so my Bible it, it's a bigger, it's a bigger <laughs> yeah. bike. So she said, mom, it's too volleyball camp. So she didn't go with her, her brothers. <laughs> And so she had some time, and she's like, Mom, can you help me? And she's like, this is so hard because it's more unwieldy, right? It's yes. bigger. And I said, but you can do you hard, do hard things. things. And she did it. And I said, yeah. see, you're doing it. And she was like, yeah, it's all right. But so I'm curious. A lot of times when people have hardships in your life, and, and I see this most often, I think, from athletes um, because they're able to be more public than than us non-athletic mm-hmm. people. <laughs> <laughs> they have a platform. They have a yeah. platform, yes. But, like, many of them. This is your platform. Sure. Yeah. Many of them talk about how they came from a difficult background and then now that they have, 
you know, um, access to things. They have financial resources. They, they live in a better area for schooling, whatever. They want their children to have these wonderful opportunities that they never had. And you may feel that way even just with your parenting style, yeah. right? You mm-hmm. want your children to experience a parenting style you did not have access to. All the same, what you went through shaped who you were and taught you how to fight and taught yeah. you how you can do hard things mm-hmm. and gave you perseverance. So how, how do you... <laughs> You don't want to throw your kids under the bus, right? Ah. You don't want to see them suffer. No. But you do want them to know they are <laughs> resilient. They can do hard things. They they have Are you more trying to deep make me strength. Cry? I know. I'm no, like, I'm not. But I have a five month old. But I like, wonder that like, like this <laughs> is such a lame example, but I will say that about my own kids. Like I, they are away all day long and they're outside and they're doing things and they're or they're at school all day or whatever. And I know like for their little bodies and their little minds, that's a lot. For mm-hmm. us it would be a piece of cake, but for them it's a lot. So when they come home, I don't want to sit and yell at them for three hours to put away your laundry and to get off the iPad and to help me make dinner. And we do little things here and there and they have chores, but I also know I could be pushing them harder. Mm -hmm. But part of me just wants to go, but I like, I also don't want you to have a hard life, you know, like, and so it's this, it's this push pull in my head of, you know, I want to teach you how to do things, but I also don't want you to like hate your life. See, here's what I'll say about both of you. That's a lame example. I I know. It's not a lame example because it's the little things that culminate into more meaningful things. It's the little things like you having them help, giving them little chores and responsibilities and living up to um, family duties and because my kids were always like why don't we get paid for chores our friends because I'm like because you get to live here and we're a family and we're a team yeah. and that's what you we do you get to live here right and yes. for free so yeah. right? <laughs> empty the dishwasher you know um, and so it really is the little things and like when I look back at my kids' ages, when they mm-hmm. were your kids' ages, like my whole, I started out my, my parenting journey thinking like, I want to protect them from mm-hmm. anything bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's my job, but it's not, it's not my job to protect them. And I, and some of the things, and yet I've made choices, really hard choices in my life that have protected my Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. So we teach kids little ways um, that they don't get their way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) always. But we teach them in tiny little everyday ways. That's how you build them up. And that's Mm -hmm. how you, you know, you instill in them. Like, you can do hard things. And there's a standard and an expectation and um, that you'll live up to because you can. Mm Because I I, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) but Quinny was, like, really sassy and she was, like, mouthing off. And so I, I told her, I said, one more word, one more, and we're not going to that party. And of course, Quinny being yeah. Quinny, because she just like is so mighty, the mighty <laughs> Quinn. She met one more or ten more, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I just I, I, know. I said it didn't this, work, <laughs> and now I need to like back it up. Like yeah. I can't have my word not mean right. anything. So, me being the mean maybe mom that I was, I mean, people would think that this is like abusive, borderline. I got the gift, packed the kids in the car. Patrick was an infant or one or so, packed the kids in the car, drove to the house, made her walk up to the door and give the gift. And I stood behind her and I said, tell them why we can't stay. I was happy. <laughs> and I said, we're really sorry, but we can't stay for the party. And the mom, who's my friend, was looking at me like, what? are you nuts? She's freaking four, you know? And I'm like, yep, we'll, we'll, 
we'll plan another fun day, but we can't stay. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did this, I said it, I have to back no, it up. And I got yep. back in the car, and Quinn cried the whole way home, and she's like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm like, I'm so, I cried with her, yeah. I'm so sad too, but it's in, it's yeah. in little ways, yeah. everyday ways, Thatcher that we build just, these kids up. Thatcher just missed his swim lessons. He just yeah. missed swim lessons last week because of Sunday night. Did yep. not go well. And You're a good mom. Yeah. You're so, a good mom. Yeah. I felt so it's, bad it's though for his daycare provider because I said, I'm well, not trying to make my problem your problem Like because I didn't want him to lash out at her right. for not getting to, to swim. Her, right? I said, so I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just letting you know that was the consequence. And <laughs> we like, have to feel She's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, our, choice, oh. our choices, and they learn at a tiny little age, mm-hmm. our choices have consequences. Yeah. And sometimes they're hard consequences. But when you teach them in little tiny ways like that, you're building, you're building um, little kids that are going to grow up into young adults and adults who are have coping skills. Well, yeah. I almost took him to daycare nude because he refused to wear clothes because you go to school in your oh, swimsuit. Oh, yeah. And he refused to wear anything except his swimsuit. Okay? So swimsuit still or was no, on top nude. of the fridge. And I almost put him in the car nude, but he relented last minute because I was like, well, you're not going to the pool. So. I've taken I've taken kids to oh, places to um, preschool in pajamas and then they cried because they were embarrassed because right. the kids were and I was like yep that's a natural consequence I don't mean to be mean but you these kids especially these days like social media and technology I have a friend who um whose child can't she's three she can't go to sleep without her tablet Ooh. Yeah. That's not healthy. No, it's scary. Yeah. So that's it's that's where healthy. we're going if we're it's not It's where careful. we're going. And this is a great mom. I know, right? It's, no, and it's like not... She's a yeah. single mom. Yeah. And she's right. so... How so tired. And, and she's tired. Yes. Yeah. And everybody's case is so different. And so everybody's to, case is different. Like, what hill am I going to die know, on today? What, I know. Where can I cut myself some yeah, slack? But not all the slack. You know, don't know how your kid's going to be, right? Like I always say. And you choose your battles with kids. You do. You choose your battles. But I want to say before we wrap this up... That the two of you are doing mighty work for other moms and for women. And so keep doing it because we have to stand together, united. And we have to, there are all different generations of like experiences that we get to share and we get to build one another up. Mm -hmm. And it is hard. It is so hard being a mom right now and being a parent in this day and age. Like we're kind of a mess. Our world is a mess right now. And COVID, you know, we're still feeling the ramifications of that. I certainly am in school. I think kids academically are way far behind. Um, nationally, internationally, um, there's an addiction now to tablets because it was the only way that we could, our, it, was the, uh, it was our pass to the world, mm-hmm. educationally, sure. work-wise, whatever. So we had to rely on them. And it, it has... Um, it has de- we've developed into like lots of different addictions because yeah. of it from from the youngest to the oldest of us and so um, we have to we have to stand together and and build each other up and pour into one another and life is hard and it's so <laughs> messy and if you really squint hard enough I promise you'll see the the blessings in the mess too. I just really feel like life is so full of transitions no matter who we are no matter what we do no matter what choice you make but a lot of times we don't think that we think life should be linear yes and it's like well it's and 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 sometimes too I think it's interesting and you might feel this way like you look at the somebody had said this to me in a youth group when I was in my 20s like you you look ahead and the road looks 
like there's six forks in it and there's a tree down <laughs> and there's a storm brewing and there's a flood and all this. And then you, you make your choices and you look backward and everything is pretty straight mm. and pretty serene. Mm. And it's like, because you, you can't see forward the same way you can see backward, but it's all about transitions. And I think you've handled so many mm. of them Hi. so interestingly. And I know, and I'm going to say you've handled them with... I think that's with, a good word. <laughs> interestingly. <laughs> but I think you've been strong and brave and forthright. And that doesn't mean it's been... You've been very graceful, but that does not mean it hasn't been hard. And that does not mean right. that it hasn't been without challenge or yes. without you know, question or yes. any of that stuff. It just means th- through those moments of difficulty, I think what shined oftentimes was your strength of character mm-hmm. and your perseverance and your resilience. And I think that's, the world needs more of that. My gosh, we just all need to kind of buck up sometimes. Yeah. We do. We, we need do. to buck up, but we need, we need grace. Yes. We need grace. Yes. And we need to yes. share I don't mean stories. buck up like stop no. annoying other people, but I just no, mean, but it, it goes hand yeah. in hand. That's like, fair. It goes That's hand fair. in hand. Yeah. And, and, and some pe- everybody has their like, um, why and yeah. their how. And my why, yeah, I've learned from a young age what to do with hard stuff and how to get out of my own, mm-hmm. you know, head. And, um, and, and that's not a testament to me. That's a testament to watching the other people around sure. us. Mm-hmm. So if we can give that to the people listening or each other in the, you know, as moms and women and, and wives and, and friends, mm-hmm. that's what we need to do. We need to be a light for other people. It doesn't mean that that light is like shh shattering and kind of flickering and mm-hmm. it's hard it's yeah. hard and and I think that if we can say like I say to my kids all the time like life is supposed to be hard life is supposed to be stressful so mm-hmm. we we I have you know first graders who come in and say I think I have anxiety like how do you know what the word anxiety means Ugh. or depression they are diagnosable word they're big mm-hmm. words yeah. that little people shouldn't know we are exposing way too much to our kids and i i'll say i'll say life is stressful yep mm-hmm. i change the words yeah life is sometimes sad and guess what that's part of it because through the stress and through this the sadness we get to see that's how we find joy mm-hmm. that's why how we appreciate mm-hmm. joy so we need to all accept that and not accept like but accept that it's going to be messy and it's going to be stressful and it's going to be sad. It's, it's up to us to find the joy. And, and we can do that by helping mm-hmm. each other and pouring into one another and, and having grace and, and learning to cope. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Learning to cope when it doesn't go our way, like coping skills. We, need to, <laughs> we really, these, you this really generation, do. really my kids' generations, generation we really need to um build them up and show them that life isn't supposed to be linear Mm -hmm. it's not so Mm -hmm. and it's part of life if you're not sad and you're not stressed you're not living yeah well thank you yeah i wish we had way more time it's all my fault i could do uh, this for like three hours i know because we have so much more we could talk to you about and we'll just bring you back Okay, you just lost like 10% or at least 50% of your listeners. No, they're no. like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> no, we appreciate you so much and your, your candor and just your honesty and sharing your heart with us. Love you guys Thanks so much. Thanks for being in our box. <laughs>